Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Bryce Eddy here, coming from the Liberty Station Studios, and I'm very excited about this episode because I have been collecting episodes with my favorite pastors, and uh, I got Joe Schimmel, Pastor Joe Schimmel in here, and Pastor, right, because you do the youth, um, I'm not used to that though, bro, <laughs> Pastor Chad Davidson, Yeah. Oh man, uh, we go way back, Yeah. and I'm happy to have you guys here on this show, so um for those of you that aren't familiar with Joe Schimmel, he is a legend in um, the faith, and you are one of the earliest guys, Joe, that has been talking about many of the things that are happening right now today that at the time um, you know, were considered maybe fringe ideas or thoughts mm-hmm. with respect to some of the undercurrents of real evil and and a spiritual warfare and stuff that had been, you know, coming up in our culture. For example, um, your series on They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. I mean, the, the early iterations of that go back to the 80s, correct? Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, 80s, yeah. Your work uh, and, and talks on... Um, Kinsey, who is the in charge of some of the most evil right. uh, sexualization of our culture and and the father of some of the weird things that are going on, even with the transgender stuff mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, you, you were talking about him probably, you know, what, decade or more ago? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so with that, I, I uh, was eager to have uh, you on um, because I wanted to talk really about the spiritual warfare that we are going, you know, uh, that's all around us now, that we are steeped in, that now I believe other people are now becoming aware of. It's been, I took it very lightly uh, for many years, but now it's been so faith affirming to me. Amen. So um, so with that kind of like overarching premise for our discussion, <laughs> let's, uh, let's start chatting. Amen. Uh, where do you want me to pick it up? Oh, uh, listen, I all I know, I know all I need to do is wind you up and you're going to go. So <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you cut um, in then, bro. Yeah, I will. I, I will. love to hear you guys. Do. I, I will. But no, I, I mean, I love this. Uh, uh, but but if you could talk about some of the manifestations that, that we're seeing right now um, that, that's happening right in this very moment in our culture, I, I would, I would yeah, love that. Yeah, uh, definitely, because most Christians aren't aware that we are in a spiritual war. And as you say, you became more and more attuned to it. You've been aware of the spiritual war, but when you say faith affirming, I really appreciate that because you're letting people know that when you realize and you see what's going on, your eyes are open like Elisha's servant's eyes were open when he showed him the spiritual world all around him when he said, we are greater than they are. He opened his eyes and he saw these chariots and these angels. And God wants to peel back and realize as he said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, spiritual wickedness in high places. And, you know, Jesus revealed that Satan is the ruler of this world. And we, we realize that if we don't think there's a spiritual war, then we don't pray as much. Uh, we, don't, we don't realize a lot of the underlying problems. But it's interesting, before I was a Christian, 
and I won't go into my testimony here. I just, I, I've shared my testimony with you uh, before, Bryce. Well, you can, you can touch on whatever you want to touch on and, and, you know, give, I mean, give the audience some of that. Yeah, I'll, because, I'll give um, them a clip, maybe yeah. the cliff notes, you know. Yeah, that would be great. Is, yeah, before I was a Christian, I was very, very anti-Christ. Uh, 16, 17 years old, I wrote a lot of songs where I channeled a lot of lyrics, you know, like treacherous meadows, touched by the devil, burdened with calamity, subdued by disease, all these satanic glorifying things. And I thought it was coming from my subconscious because reading books of the power of subconscious. But I basically unleashed the spiritual world in my life. The Bible says rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And I was engulfed in occult activity. And before I knew it, it belied, it just contradicted my worldview, which was very materialistic because I started having covers pulled down, you know, shifting in my bed, all kinds of channeling lyrics and stuff that were very evil. And I thought, in the midst of some of my experiences, what have I opened myself up to, you know? And I realized it was demonic entities, but I was not a Christian. I hated Christianity. I didn't believe in God. And it woke me up to the reality that there is a spiritual war in the midst of one of my experiences. I cried out to God and got instant deliverance. Another experience was similar to that right after that, because I was like, what, was that you that delivered me when I prayed God? I prayed again, boom, it stopped again. I was like, uh-oh, the God that I've been against and writing against and channeling lyrics against is all Christ. So I hit my knees and said, God, have mercy on me, man. I've been against your kingdom. I thought Christianity was a joke. I thought, the, you know, the devil, you're a kid. I was a kid, you know, spandex, red suit, pitchfork, pointy tail, just this, this lie. And I realized, man, there is, a, there is a devil. There are satanic forces. They're very real. And I came to Christ. I opened my Bible and started reading about the spiritual war that we're in and that, there's, and that there's prophecy about how the world, how these spiritual entities will be using people in the end of days and the last days, terrible times would come. Men would be lovers of self uh, without storge, without family love. There's this assault on the family. Uh, then I started doing more research as a new Christian, and I started realizing, wow, there's guys like that are revered in the entertainment industry, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's the music industry, industry like Satanist Lester Crowley, who said the family is public enemy number one. Yeah, uh, He was into you know, all kinds of sexual perversion and everything else. And then that's where basically I realized, man, there's a huge spiritual war. And you mentioned our video, the Kinsey syndrome, uh, whether it's Hollywood's war on God we've done, or they sold their souls for rock and roll, the new things we've just done on Marvel. God began to open my eyes. Wow, a lot of these people in eye places are in touch with demonic entities. We could prove it by what they've said in their own writings, in their own interviews over and over again. It's exactly what the Bible said would happen. So while there's a lot of things going on, it's a movement that is being generated from the spiritual world. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I want to put a bookmark there on a couple of things, uh, Crowley being one of them. Um, and, and I'll say this, and then I want to get to you, Chad. Um, uh, it's easy for most of us right now that are recognizing kind of this, this huge war that that's being waged, right. And because we're seeing um, what's happening, you know, in the material world, we're seeing what we're witnessing right now. We're witnessing this global elitist push where we're seeing the corporate oligarchy, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. at, at the intersection of government tamping down on our freedoms, wrecking our liberties, this move towards a, you know, one, one world government, one world currency, all these things are, are happening and we're seeing it. And we see the actors, the physical human being actors behind these things. But I've been talking about the velocity of, a, of the atrocities right now. And, mm-hmm. and, and so many of these things are all happening at once. It's, it, 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 to right. me, it has to be a spiritual element, demonic forces to it, because it is all happening at once. Yeah, no but doubt it's so it. easy to sometimes see that, get angry at these people, get angry at you know Bill Gates who wants us to eat crickets and <laughs> you know things like that, yeah. right? 
Um, but the truth is, is it is the uh, demonic influence. It is Satan. It is that that is behind all of this and behind this sort of universal push uh, away from, from Christ and this universal attack on Christianity and our That's freedoms right. and liberty and our God-given rights. With that, Chad. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting because you mentioned this, the velocity that it all of a sudden just seems like someone hit the turbo. Yes. And it's, and it's been crazy lately. And I'll say this because I came from an atheistic background and Joe had mentioned his testimony and he had said, you know, they sold their souls to rock and roll, as you mentioned the video. And that was the video that I watched. And at the time, I was trying to train to be a professional fighter. In fact, Bryce, you might not know this, but I met you before I was saved one time at the gym at Gold's Gym when they had that boxing ring. And mm-hmm. I was training jiu-jitsu there. And my friend said, oh, that guy over there, he's a brown belt with Machado. Now, this is a while ago. He yeah, had yeah. a black belt for a while. But I was like, oh, cool. You know, but my idea was I just want to fight. I want to do this. And and I thought liberty, too. But the liberty for me was a sinful liberty. Right. I really didn't. I, I didn't have no liberty. I was chained to all my vices. And I had no idea about that, but it was the synergy, as you mentioned, all these different avenues. You're talking the political, the sp- you're talking about the music, you're talking about the movies, all of this. It was the synergy that it was all pushing the same ideology mm-hmm. that I realized, wait a second, this makes no sense. And that's what I saw when they sold their souls for rock and roll was, wait a second, they all are saying the same thing. And by the way, that's the same philosophy I'm holding to. That's the same thing I believe in. And I was like, when I heard... Jesus in Matthew 12, 30, make it really, really simple. Joe says in the video, he says, Jesus said in Matthew 12, 30, he was not with me is against me. To not make a choice is to make a choice. I realized, wait a second, I've been on the wrong side of this battle this entire yeah. time, and I'm going to be a loser if I don't come to Jesus right now. And I hope that a lot of people will make the right decision. Eventually. Amen. Amen. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and their winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code LIBERTY. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com forward slash liberty. PatriotMobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972-PATRIOT. Yeah, now, so you're, um, you know, you're involved uh, not just in the church uh, ministry at Blessed Hope Chapel, um, but you are also a, a part of the podcast that you guys do together. And and um, what's the name of the, the podcast? So we have two different podcast shows. One is the Good Fight Radio Show. Right, yeah. And, and that one I get to co-host alongside Pastor Joe here. And a lot of that deals with, we, we go through news and stuff here and there, but a lot of it deals with theological issues, questions people have, and doubts that people may have, atheism. We I mean, we run the gambit on that. And then we also have 511 News where we just take whatever news is going on during that week we just say, hey, how can we take this and take every thought captive 
to the obedience of Christ. And the thing is, is one of, what's great about our channel, uh, Good Fight Ministries on YouTube, what's great about our channel is that you have a ton of people clicking on, hey, these guys are talking about Eminem, you know, just came out with a Christian song, right? Right. Uh, yeah, not so quote much. Quote, yeah. <laughs> not so much. Or, oh, you know, you're talking about Ezra Miller, and I'm sure you'll get into that a little bit later. And now we get to go, well, yeah, that stuff's all going on. And we can look at that and say, hey, look at this. But we always bring it back, most importantly, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because people are clicking on our videos that would never click on just, hey, what does you know the Bible say about loneliness? Like They're not going to be clicking on that. But they're going to click on those videos. And then guess what? They're going to get a whole lot of gospel in there. Because ultimately, yeah. that's the war that we want to win. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and, and you've always been good, uh, both of you, at those provocative titles uh, to, to, you know, to, to hook people. Um, by you know hitting those pop culture things that, that yeah. people are seeing, and Joe, you've you've been more so than probably any pastor that I ever heard. Um, at uh, now it's happening more, but you were you were kind of at the forefront of revealing what was going on in popular culture and the demonic spirits behind it, and and all of that. Like you are, were probably more aware um, and more. Um, uh, you know, focused on what was happening to kind of educate the the body and educate um, you know your congregation and those that are, you know that are that are listening to your radio and the videos and all that stuff because so many people, I think, uh, in the Christian church just in general have ignored that, tried to be isolated or insulated from it, and and yeah. the culture just washed over That's so many way, of us and started to own the church and yeah. and now you know you look at the Christian church today and. And yeah. many of them, we we were you know at lunch with uh, with AJ Hurley and and um, talking about how hard it is. You know, he was saying how hard it is to actually go and speak in churches on behalf of pro life. Yeah, that's just <laughs> mind blowing. You know, um, and and that could not have happened without the uh, influence of popular culture on on everybody's hearts, and and then seeping that into the church. Yeah, yeah, uh, Bryce, to hear him say, which we've known it's a reality, but to see him say it with a little bit of a bit of anguish because, you know, he's got the baby feet, you know, yeah. emblem and and he 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 helped, you know, make known the babies that were being burned for electricity or energy in our country. Uh Hurley, yeah, he's been in the forefront of some of that movement. And to see the anguish that, wow, that you it's hard to find evangelical Christian churches standing up for life. Can you imagine being in the Holocaust and being uh, a lot of the confessing pastors and stuff, churches, I should say a good percentage of them stood up, but most so-called Christians didn't do anything about the Holocaust. And of course you had Bonhoeff and others that, yeah. that tried to do a lot, but uh, to see that, you know, I think I told him, we got a video out called uh, the, the the dark secrets of Planned Parenthood, where we exposed Sanger and so forth. One of our videos we did years ago, but uh, so it's funny. I said, Hey, you want to speak at Archer Sunday? That poor guy, you know, give him up. Not because I feel he's like a poor guy, but it'd be great for me as well in our fellowship because I usually, I, I no, that was a divine appointment. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm Providence, with the guy man. and I was going to do a yeah. message on pro-life this weekend or the next. I was trying to, I was debating whether I didn't yeah. Lord show me. I go, okay, I think you have shown me Lord. So Amen. it's interesting because we need to, and Bryce, it wasn't, when I became a Christian, I was in, I didn't know any other Christians. And then I began to growing the word and my knowledge of the word and my family, my friends was able to lead my, all my family, all seven of us are followers of Christ. My dad passed me with the Lord now. And then my closest friends to Christ, but I was realizing they, when I ended up in a church and finally, wow, praise God, I can fellowship with these people. They love Jesus. 
they were unaware of what I'd come out of and how the demonic world was working. And many of them were knee deep or even deeper into a lot of the stuff that I knew Satan was using. So I began to expose it more and more. So I've been exposing it for almost, almost 40, yeah, about 41 years or so. But I'll say this is that just today, a lot of parents, I mean, praise God, I thought, I'm working on, on a, an expose on Disney right now, too, mm-hmm. and I know we're going to be talking about Marvel a little bit, but it's kind of crazy because right now you have Christians waking up to what's been going on in Disney actually for a number of years, and you have uh, Christians that have been aware that there's been a lot of magic and occultism pushed through Disney movies for years, yeah. but now you have conservatives that aren't necessarily Christians and some that are obviously Christians. They're saying, hey, wait, man, there's an agenda I mean, you saw the Zoom, I'm sure, a meeting that was basically broadcast that everybody could see when they're talking about DeSantis and coming against his idea of not allowing five, six, and seven-year-olds to be pushing transgenderism in their classrooms. Yeah, and, and they, those people are liars about the, you know, they're, they're uh, I mean, they're, they're liars and they're evil because, of course, they play the PR game that don't say gay, Bill. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, all of yeah, the, they're liars. the nonsense yeah. that they do. Because that's not what it was about. You're it, right. Yeah, in order to defame him and in order to promote the evil of the sexualization of of young children. Right, and in what, and one of the, and, and, their, and when they, they kind of, let their hair down though Not and they're yeah. upset yeah. and they got emotional and i thought mm, i'm glad you spoke out because now a lot of people can see exactly what you're doing and one of the animators one of the producers she goes i'm she's basically saying that she's putting queerness everywhere and i put queerness and nobody's trying to stop me when yeah. i put them in the animation yeah. and i'm like Man, I'm so glad you, they're not so super gay agenda. So the blessing, yeah. okay, the blessing, and this is why, you know, I keep having a call for us to, to, uh, speak boldly with moral clarity about these things, because when you do, they reveal their game because they, they, because they go then hard in the paint and, and, uh, they then will say things out loud. They'll say the quiet part out loud, yeah. but when we hang back and we are, you know, uh, squishy and we, well, you know, and we just, yeah. you know, and we talk, I'll get you along. Know, just love, you know, we just, you know, Hey, when we do that, they they can continue to do this little tiptoeing into hiding the uh, shadows nefariously. Yep, a new yep. show just came out, Bryce. Uh, they've ordered maybe five or six episodes called Little Demon, and this is by Disney as well, FX, which yep. is owned by Disney. Yep. And the same thing that the lady had said about how we're promoting homosexuality to the kids. Another lady who plays the the, the mother of the Antichrist. So yeah. Little Demon is about a woman who has sex with Satan. They have the Antichrist, the 13-year-old cartoon characters, right? DeVito, he does the voice of the of Satan. And he Satan is made to be cool. He's talking about he's, I mean, he's considered a cool character in, in the show. He talks about, let's go slaughter some babies. And this is supposed to be humor. Well, with mm-hmm. the abortion thing going on right now, all the murder of all these babies. And then the girl that plays the Antichrist, she's the star. She's 13 years old. That's attracting a ton of kids. This is owned by Disney. Yeah. And and over and over again, the mother in the in the show, she's a wicked witch. She sacrifices animals, shows her sacrificing a goat to these demonic powers. And you know what? In the interview, she's asked, her name's Aubrey Plaza. So I've got an interview with the cast. And we're going to put this in our Disney video when we get it out, along with the other gal promoting the homosexuality. So we're putting queerness everywhere. She says, she's asked the question, well, isn't it complicated to play the part? Set a Comic-Con uh, deal and they're being interviewed, the whole cast and executive producer. And... This lady, and by the way, she's a witch. She's into Wicca witchcraft. She's, she's, she uh, was being interviewed by LA Weekly. And when the lady went off this, I read the interview recently. And then when the lady goes off and goes to the bathroom, wherever she went, she said, I left my tape recorder on when I was interviewing Aubrey Plaza, who plays right now the Antichrist mother, right? And I came back. And then when I left, I played through the part where I left. But I thought I'd just hear ambiance, maybe some paper shuffling. 
And as I'm playing, I hear Satan, 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 Satan growling. She goes, Get tripped out, right? And I'm like, yeah. And Aubrey Plaza's being interviewed and she, with the cast of Little Demon. And she goes, you know, uh, well, what was it like playing the Antichrist mother? That had been kind of complicated. She forgets the question. She has to ask later, what was the question? Because she wants to say something else. She says, you know what? I'm just so glad that we're able to make paganism mainstream. What's the paganism they're making mainstream? Right, it's Satanism, man. Yeah. It's about, the whole show is about Satanism and, and contacting demonic forces and, and all kinds of evil and trying to work with the demonic world. And, and Bryce, this is, this is what Satan, I mean, this is a spiritual world now yeah. making its way into our homes. And a lot of Christians are, you know, just gobbling it up. And, yeah. and just, just to add on to that, it's really interesting. One of the producers of that show is actually Dan Harmon. That's right. And Dan Harmon was caught metaphorically with his pants down because he posted a short video called Daryl where he plays kind of this Dexter, uh, I guess, psychiatrist. And in that film, he gives some sleeping pills to a dad. This is no joke. This is on, you can see it on Twitter. You had to say, sorry for this. I, I would never even play this because it's so disgusting. He gives sleeping pills to a dad so he can sneak into a room of an infant baby and he pulls his pants down and rapes the baby right there in this Daryl show and oh man that sounds just crazy you guys are lunatics no he had to say sorry for it i guess oh this is i, I shouldn't have done that it, it's a it's not that funny and this is the kind of stuff and he's one of the producers these are the type of people show. that are running a lot of the media yeah. do you know whom you're voting for with every product you buy and every dollar you spend you are casting your vote devoted capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you they are dedicated to educating engaging and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. No, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're evil um, and the perverts are in charge right now That's right, in, in so many of these institutions. And, and I say that, you know, I mean, perversion, we don't think of, uh, very often about what that word means, but, but, you know, look, look up that word. And, you know, we, we say things so often as jokes, we, you know, we, we talk. And so words sometimes lose their gravity. Yeah. Um, but, but that's who is in charge right now in our culture is the the perverted people, the people who are, right. are controlled by spirits of perversion. All the guys that are hanging out with Epstein and 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 who Pedophile are Island, man. that's right, and who are after our children. Um, that's right. You know, uh, they want to subvert our culture and they want to do it by indoctrinating little children. Absolutely. In fact, you mentioned uh, when I gave some of my testimony, and then I realized how many men, uh, many leaders in the entertainment industry are into the Satanist Aleister Crowley. And I mean, when, when they sold their souls for rock and roll, we show all kinds, I mean, leaders from of the best, biggest bands ever, whether it's starting with the Beatles and John Lennon quoting Crowley's licentious maxim, uh, saying the whole Beatle philosophy is do what thou wilt. Crowley's philosophy is do what thou wilt. Yeah, so, so, so hit hit him, you know, as to who he is really, really quick for the, for the audience members yeah, that don't he know. But the, this guy pops up everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. 
And this guy, I mean, this guy's like, you know, one of, uh, he's got to have some awards in hell or something because boy, he, he got, he got busy and he, you know, and and aside from maybe the other obvious, you know, demons out there, I mean, he has to be like one of, you know, Satan's captains because he's he's influenced so so much of our culture. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much to say about him. So I'm going to try to just say some of the main things. Uh, He was a bisexual. He was most highly He's the most highly regarded Satanist of all time. I used to say of the last century. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of no other highly uh, regarded grew, Satanist. Grew up in England roughly about what uh, time? Yeah, he was born in, in, a, in a 1875. Okay. He wrote a book called The Book of the Law in 1904. And that was a book that he claimed to have channeled by, from Iwas, which he identifies as Satan. And the book is all about, basically, it's like a, a Nazi kind of, it's a Superman race where the occultists will rule them. They say rule the many and the known, the, in, the secret occultists. He says will rule the many and the known. And he talked about this coming new eon, which represents the age of Antichrist. He signed his name, the Beast, 666. Uh, he said, with my hawk's head, because the new age was going to be the age of Horus, the hawk-headed God, with my hawk's head, I peck out the eyes of Jesus as he hangs upon the cross. And he said he's going to bring forth this new eon of Antichrist. He hoped himself to be the Beast or the Antichrist. Now, what's crazy about this, Bryce, is he, he, he says the family is public enemy number one. He called the marriage an abomination. Uh, he uh, had a sext a cult called, you know, at the Abbey of Thelema over there in Italy because he got run out of England because, and then he got run out by, even by Mussolini out of out of Italy because he was called in his day by the press the wickedest man in the world. It's, it's, it's pretty bad if Mussolini has to <laughs> kick you out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yep, and so he has, a, he's called the wickedest man in the world at the time. Uh, Alfred Kinsey, we exposed in our video that the Kinsey syndrome years ago, where Kinsey was, people were wondering, how does Kinsey have these in the sex in the sexual male, right? And he wrote books on the male and the female. Getting a statue at Indiana University getting put up right now. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. Kinsey's considered the father of the sexual yeah. revolution here in our country. And which by the way, the father of the modern day gay revolution. Harry Hay was a member of Crowley's Ordo Templi Orientis. Yeah. Harry, uh, Alfred Kinsey, we show him with Kenneth Anger, the co-founder of the Church of Satan, visiting the Abbey of Thelema. Pomeroy, who was his grad stu- uh, post-grad student, he was his lover, a male lover, him and Kinsey. Uh, Liam Neeson is kissing on a guy that's supposed to be Pomeroy in the movie, Kinsey. Uh, by the way, he went and so people are looking, Judith Reisman, who we interviewed extensively for that the Kinsey syndrome, because she was given eight hundred some thousand dollar grant from the Reagan uh, administration to investigate pornography, child pornography, and its tie with pedophilia and so forth, with Hustler, Penthouse, uh, and Playboy. And she shows where all these magazines were dressing up what was supposed to be older than eighteen in pigtails and church or you know uniforms, and they're always causing this cognitive dissonance. Well, when we interviewed her, we found out a lot of stuff. But what was crazy is I had already been on the Crowley lead with with Kinsey to a degree. Ken, Pomeroy, his protege, and by the way, these guys are the guys Pomeroy would go to into a court uh, in the Netherlands or wherever, trying to argue why the age of consent should be brought down. We bring our we bring our cameras into San Francisco Sex Institute, which is now closed, which was like the Harvard of Sex Institutes, a Kinsey and Spawn Institute. I don't even know we're gonna get into Kinsey, but here Kinsey, we are. But this is just how it just all connects. We brought we said, hey, number whatever it was says that there should be no age of consent or age discrimination of age with regard to sex. Are you talking about any age? I mean, what are you saying here? Of course, they kicked us out. They said they're calling the cops on us. What I'm saying is, in these graphs, it's talking about two and three month year old kids, babies, and when they ejaculate, when they're aroused. Well, kids that are two, three months, who would even known? Well, really, these kids, according to her, were just yeah. being 
who are being sexually yeah, abused. No, no, they weren't ejaculating. Yeah, and we have to we have to be uh, careful. It's a family show as to how dark and deep yeah. they get on some of this well, stuff. Um, let but, me just cut but, to the the, but uh, the. the truth is, I mean, they they yeah. He was doing. Uh, he was a pedophile, and he Kinsey was. Kinsey was, was in touch with yeah. pedophiles that were keeping the records. That's how he found it. And Crowley was yeah. one of them. And Pomeroy says, when we, uh, how do I say this? When we uncovered and took the whitewash. Uh, Kinsey or Pomeroy said, when Kinsey and Kenneth Anger, the co-founder of Church of Satan, got rid of the whitewash from uh, the sex temple that Crowley worked, there were all kinds of action pictures of orgies that involved children. Yeah. And he's, Pomeroy's, he's all for Kinsey. But we're talking about people like you, and I, you said it, Bryce, there's perverts that are running our nation. There's perverts that are running the world. And we can't act with kid gloves that this isn't a big deal. People are just have different worldviews of how to, you know, no, there are a lot of people that are anti-God, anti-Christ. And I've always said, man, if you can kill babies to the tune of 70 million or whatever it is right now and, and not blink, guess who's next? I mean, if they could kill us, I mean, they don't like us. Yeah. Everybody likes babies. If they can kill them and wash their hands and say it's not evil. Uh, oh, yeah. I, so I, I called that out and said, listen, the people that we're arguing with right now, number one, there's no compromise with these folks, the people who believe that there's 72 genders and yeah. the people that are promoting these things, right. people that are promoting the transgendering of our youth and the schools and, and all of that, uh, uh, the sterilization and, and abuse of these kids. You know, people that are pushing on that, there's no compromise there. And I, I, I said, hey, they want us dead. They want us yeah. not to exist. They would like us to be persecuted, be prosecuted, um, uh, or or killed. Uh, truly, and uh, and and of course, I was criticized for saying that. But it is true. Now, how do I know this? Because they send me d direct messages, <laughs> you know, that they'd like <laughs> to see this. Um, and, and no, and they and they uh, and when you get them to say the quiet part out loud, you know, they do. They want us at the at the you know. First step of it is for us to keep our faith, you know, behind closed doors, privately to our yeah. families, not, you know, not be involved, um, you know, in the in the political or public square, you know, with our faith and, you know, not to be declaring our faith. But what are they doing? They're declaring their faith. Absolutely. They're declaring their cult uh, religion. They're declaring, you know, they're, they're evil and they're animated by their own uh, religious fervor and, and right. what it is ultimately is paganism and Satanism. We have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally, and it's poor health and veganism. Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. 85% of all grass-fed beef is imported from other countries, but because they process it here, they can slap the product of USA label on it. Because of this, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed. Good Ranchers sells 100% American meat. A Good Ranchers subscription locks in your price to protect you against inflation. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head -head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com slash liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And like you said, they are so open about this. And I think Dr. Walter Martin always had a great statement. Will you do for the truth what the cults are doing for a lie? And mm -hmm. I think that's a reality. Yeah. And I know for me, I know you got, you know, three beautiful daughters. I have two daughters. I have two sons. 
and they're going to be growing up in. He this. married one of my daughters. So. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Son-in-law here. <laughs> that's right. But uh, you know, they're coming into this and needing to express these things openly. And I and I and I was talking to Joe about this. This was not too long ago that you know we we did you know came to Marvel superheroes and stuff. Of course, you know you grow up, your kids, you're like, okay, it makes sense. I used to watch Spider Man, whatever, growing up. Yeah, we'll go. We'll watch the Flash. Next thing you know, we're watching The Flash on TV before, you know, we have an entire expose series out on that. Uh, we've got two parts out of it right now. On Marvel and DC. On Marvel and DC. And their war on God. And we're watching, you know, Flash. No big deal. Next season starts on Flash. And the first thing, I'm with my son. My son at the time is six or seven. And up on the screen, two guys start kissing. Yeah. Two main characters. And I'm like, whoa. And he's like, turn that off. And I'm like, oh, his son, Eli, yeah. my, my son. And I said, well, what's wrong with that? He's like, because two boys are kissing. That's wrong. And I'm like, that's exactly right, son. And why is it wrong? Because the Bible says it's wrong and the Bible is never wrong. Right. And so um, we talked about that, but it's a reality. It's just continued to push the not so secret gay agendas. And it's because, and this is what we always talk about, because we could talk about it and you can yell and scream at clouds, or you could say, wait a second, is there a spiritual force behind this? Is there an actual reason while it's all, why it's all culminating, why the turbo has seeming, it's seemingly been connected to this engine. The velocity you know? of atrocities. And it's going, That's man. Right. It's, and it's crazy, but it's real. And it's a real spiritual battle that I think people need to start taking more notice of. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and yeah, we need to be reminded. And like I said earlier, it is affirming to my faith as more and more of this is revealed. As, as we get bolder, they get louder and, and do come right out and talk openly about what their agendas are. There's, they're not hiding it anymore. And so us as believers, we should not be hiding our faith anymore. Amen. We should be more bold. We should be, you know, turning up the volume on that. We are in a war right now. It's a, I talk about it on the show all the time. It's a fourth and fifth generation war. Um, you know, it's lawfare, political warfare. It is attacking the enemy's ideals. It's decentralized. It's, it's all over. It's cultural. All that stuff is happening. And, you know, will it get to be a kinetic war? I hope not. But there isn't compromising um, with with this agenda. Um, now, what we need to be doing is praying for these people, you know. And, and I have to remind myself constantly of that because I loathe so many of these people, uh, you know, so deeply. Um, and I gotta I gotta hate the ideology and not them. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know I have to pray for their souls. And I'm saying that out loud right now to remind myself again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Because you know, I'm, I'm built for I'm built for a fight. And, you know, <laughs> no, it's it's true though. We just had someone visit this last weekend from Oregon, you know, from <laughs> Liberalville, and I'm like, hey, tell me your testimony. You know, mm-hmm. sweet girl loves the Lord now, but she was like, I got into the New Age and I was a full blown feminist and all of this yeah. stuff. But it's nice to see them coming over because I was just looking at, and I think bad theology leads to bad living, bad thought process. Really, I mean, yeah. all of it goes together. And I was looking at one of these deconstruction evangelical girls, and one of the things that she was writing, her husband was a worship leader at Elevation Church, and then he left that. And one of the things she was writing were that was that abortion laws are racist. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because if you actually go back to it and look about Margaret Sanger, oh, yeah. we have oh, an entire yeah. video on Targeting it. Targeting the oh, blacks. Yeah. The yep. dark secrets of Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Specifically addressed to killing off, calling them weeds, Calling them everything other than a child of God, and then wanting those black babies murdered. Can't get around it. That's the history. But look how backwards that thinking goes. And really, it's because you weren't sound in your theology. You did not understand the word of God. You didn't understand how important it is 
to be deep into what God's word says. And then next thing you know, you are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And next thing you know, well, this, you know, the culture, my pastor, he's just like everyone else, you know, all everyone I see at the gym. And then next thing you know, you realize, wait a second, he's not distinct from the world. He's not actually holy, hagios, as the Bible calls us to be. He's not separate, set apart. He's just like everyone else. And you know what? They have a lot of these people, it seems like they're just at a diet party on Sunday. Anyways, they're not getting deep in the word of God. And the next thing you know, they're like, you know what? I think that full-fledged, you know, sugar-filled party over there with a lot more alcohol seems better. And I cannot feel guilty anymore about being pro-abortion and being for gay marriage and every other ideology that the world's telling you to drink in. They're just drinking deeply from the disgusting poisonous well. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah. So let's let's hit on, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe and some of those things, because I think that so many parents are um, completely blind to the ideologies that are embedded in that. And it's getting worse and worse. I mean, it's very sad for me. I, I grew up um, loving comic books in the, you know, in, in my youth and collected some. And I, I still have a couple that are rare and expensive and you know, that I, that I saved from, from many years ago. And, and I love fantasy and I love superheroes and, you know, there's so much fun in that, uh, you know, as a boy. Um, and, and now you're, you're starting to see kind of what animates that stuff and what's behind it. So, um, Christians, and, and as you get into this, uh, people know why, but Christians should not be, um, uh, eating this stuff up and should not be giving it to their kids. And, and we, you know, have to find better alternatives um, because it is, it is wickedness now. Amen. Yeah. It's, it's a, a brother in the fellowship when he saw that I was exposing and, and we've exposed a lot of things, but I saw a specific trailer after I decided, Hey, I'm not taking my kids to these superhero movies anymore because not just the adult humor in some of them, but because there was this cognitive dissonance going on. There was this inversion. I call it a Gnostic inversion, where the Christ-like character is made to be the villain and evil, and the evil world joins together to fight him, and, and, the, and the, the superheroes are usually, you know, without morals, or they just happen to not be as not be as bad as the other superhero. So you start rooting for him. I thought, man, this can this is subtle. For, I'm seeing those subtleties, so I kind of backed off. But then, you know, I ended up going to, getting to a point where I was like, I saw a trailer, and we saw Thanos, you know, saying, you know, he's going to be, he's coming to destroy the world, the wicked, and all the world joins together, the humans, but all the superheroes, whether they're gods or whether they're humans with, you know, ingenuity and, and other types of powers, and they join together to stop Thanos. And uh, when Thanos comes, he announced himself as the great I am, you know, he says, I am. And then there's this pregnant pause, you know inevitable. And I saw that in the Infinity War trailer a couple years later, whatever it was, Endgame's Avengers Endgame. This is the biggest movie genre in the world right now. This is really billions of people are being influenced by, by, by Marvel, DC, and so forth. And I thought, Lord, and then second one, Endgame, I am. There it is again. So I went and I, I prayed to the Lord. I sought him and said, Lord, if you want me to do something on this, expose it, put it on my heart more so. If there's something going on here that's just like they sold their souls for rock and roll, and there's a sp- the spiritual world is using this, which I thought of course, they are to one degree or another, but to what degree? The next day I woke up, I was just, my heart was burning when I woke up. So what happened was, and Bryce, you and I have talked about some of this, but I'll share some things that we didn't share. So it's also fresh for you. As I began to look at it, I, you know, if, so, if people in your audience right now, if they're not driving, they could pull out their phone and they could t- type in Lester Crowley and type in Ball to Lester Crowley. That's the most famous picture of him where he just looks like this, kind of this, you know, this 
mass murderer, you know, and that's this most famous picture of him. Then type in, not Dr. Strange, the first incarnation of Dr. Strange. Before he was Dr. Strange, Stan Lee came up with his, with help from one of the animators, with uh, or one of the uh, cartoonists, uh, with Dr. Druid. But before he was Dr. Druid, he was Dr. Droom. Not Dr. Doom, but Dr. Droom with an R, rhyming with broom. And uh, the same origin story, it's it's because he, he, uh, he said, hey, we want to bring Stan Lee, that is, said, we want to bring the sorcerer back. We want to bring Dr. Droom back, Dr. Druid, Dr. Droom. The same exact origin story, both from England, you know, both mystics, both uh, masters of the black arts and all these things. Uh, and then, uh, so I looked at Dr. Droom because I'm already looking at Dr. Strange. I'm like, wow, Dr. Strange looks a lot like Aleister Crowley as far as what he's about. Both from England, both sorcerers, both go to the Himalayas, both use the eye in the triangle with Dr. Strange's eye of Agamotto, with mm-hmm. Crowley's eye of Horus, you know, in the triangle. They both you uh, have, one has a wife named Clea, the other one's name is Crowley's was uh, Leah. And I go, oh, there's a lot of parallels here. Oh, this doesn't look like it's an accident. They both practice their magic in this sanctum sanctorum. Who practices their magic in a place they call the sanctum sanctorum? It's a blasphemy, holy of holies in Latin. That's where Crowley practiced magic. Also in Strange, I go, oh, somebody's obviously made Dr. Strange in the image of Aleister Crowley. You look at Dr. Droom, his first incarnation, spit in the image of Aleister Crowley. Mm. That's who he is. And then they brought him back under the Dr. Drew. They gave him a little bit of hair. Then they gave him even more hair. She ends up looking like Alan Parsons, who was, or Jack Parsons, I'm sorry. That gets kind of deep with Alan Hubbard and everything. With the consumer price index increasing yet again, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. What's our illustrious leader doing to quell the surge of inflation? Oh yeah, spending more money and adding to the burden. Don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. Do something about it. Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. Text Liberty to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you to do it. Join their thousands of satisfied customers and secure peace of mind for the upcoming storm. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Well, 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 no, no, that's great because I, I, want, I want to hit that. I think I oh, go you, for uh, it. lunch, you know, uh, Crowley uh, pops up so many different places yeah. like this. You know, he's he's part of the, you know, uh, he's, he's at least a forefather of Scientology. Yeah. Um, because uh, L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons were, were, you know, part of the, you know, Aleister Crowley crowd. Um, and and I right. watched, if you watched the documentary Going Clear. Yeah. You know, watching that and all of a sudden they just slip in this Aleister Crowley partner. I'm like, wait a second, this guy's everywhere. And in that same week, and I, gosh, it's it's killing me. I read something about something entirely different. Um, and and then and it made a reference to Aleister, to whoever this guy was uh, being, you know, following Aleister Crowley. And then you you look at that and 
you have modern young musicians that will that will talk about Aleister Crowley and mention him. So forget you know the the people yeah. that were maybe closer to you know like the Beatles or you know uh, bands from yeah. from you know decades and decades ago. Now uh, it's Jay Z about Lucifer yeah, and we're, yeah, we're talking about modern musicians right now that are having great success that will put Aleister Crowley stuff in their songs or or yeah. talk about him openly. That's I mean, it's, right. It's, it's wild how connected and and uh, this guy is into our modern culture. Well, let's we'll see how connected. Let's get a little bit more how it's connected with the comics, and because it's interesting. Also, we're talking about Margaret Sanger. One of our we're we're doing seven parts on this, Bryce. The first one is called uh, Marvel and DC's War on God. The Antichrist Agenda. The second one is Marvel and DC's War on God. It's called Doctor Strange, Aleister Crowley, and the Multiverse of Satanism. The last, the last Doctor Strange movie. And they didn't bring Doctor Strange out for a while because he's a sorcerer. People might not accept him. Right. Well, time's right. They just brought oh, him out yeah. for two, two yeah. movies. We'll accept anything now. Yeah, yeah ex exactly. <laughs> well, guess what? We're, we're showing, uh, and this is how gross it gets, is uh, I started looking at, okay, who worked on that? Was, obviously, Stan Lee and these guys made him the image of Crowley. But then in the 70s and 80s, there was a guy who had revamped uh, all of DC for the most part, the main guy who revamped DC. And he was behind most of the major characters of Marvel in the 80s or in the 70s. And his name is Stephen Englehart. And I looked at a Gnostic version of what happened with Dr. Strange, where the Satanists like to make the bad guy the good guy, and they like to make the good guy the bad guy. Well, what's really crazy is when you watch Stephen Englehart's rendition of Dr. Strange fighting against another character named Sisseneg. Now, this is very interesting. It's all Gnostic. It's a, it's a, it's a Gnostic cosmology. In Gnosticism, for, in, in the audience, please understand, in, in, in Gnosticism, it was the biggest threat to the early Christian church, and everything was inverted. So what happened is they taught that Yahweh is evil. He created the physical universe and he's trapped us in our bodies and he's keeping us from, from being having true liberty, which is the li licentiousness. And what happened was Yahweh created the world, but Sophia tried to set us free and she channeled the serpent saying that you can be as gods and you just have to basically break Yahweh's laws. Well, that was Satanism. That's Crowley did what he had called the Gnostic Mass, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Madame Blavatsky's, the cornerstones of the, the so-called New Age movement today, Crowley's New Eon, they were pushing Gnosticism. It's all an inversion. Well, I'm like, this is not an easy, this is not a accident because Sisseneg becomes, he's fighting against uh, Doctor Strange, and Sisseneg's going back in time, Bryce and, and Chad, as you know, Chad, because we've shared this, he's absorbing the power of King Arthur and other sorcerers are becoming more and more powerful to where he comes to the very beginning and Dr. Strange is, can't stop him. And he creates the entire Marvel universe and he's the creator. He says, no longer call me Sisseneg, call me Genesis. And then it shows Adam and Eve. They're mm, like eight so hominids with an apple. Yep. And that's what Crowley said to his disciples, learn to write backwards. Mm. Well, I'm looking more and I'm like, what in the world? Then all of a sudden, Sisseneg is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Dr. Strange is like, no, don't do that because these people are really good deep down. All these people living the lifestyles that a lot of the rich and famous and celebrities want to live today. These are the good people. Yeah. And, and, he, and guess what? Sisseneg destroys them with, with fire and brimstone. Lot and his wife are leaving and, and Lot's telling his wife, don't look back. And there's definitely a scene from there. So it's a crazy thing. I'm like, dude, this guy, is, this is on purpose. Why look into this guy more? He's a member of Crowley's Ordo Templi Orientis Price. And wow. he's had such an influence yeah. on Marvel and DC way back then. Not only that, uh, we play an interview where he's being interviewed by a, in a podcast, by a guy who starts off a podcast 
do what thou wilt, shall be the whole law. Okay. Wow. And he interviews him and he's saying, it's great how you were able, he basically says, it's great how you've been able to bring this mainstream through Dr. Strange. He goes, yeah, well, I was a member of the OTO and McMurdy, which was a disciple, to send, a direct descent while I was Crowley's, he was my disciple, basically says. So this is, this. people I realize it's not just what's happening now, it's been happening for a long time, mm-hmm. but now it's become, as you said, Bryce, now it's just in your face. Yeah, well, there's there's a couple of things and I'm, I'm gonna actually give the audience some some. Uh, humble parenting advice but some parenting advice nonetheless uh, now, now my wife is the you know great half of our parenting uh, uh, world here she's she's responsible for the the best of my girls um i've given them all their bad habits um, but you know one of the things that that's going on with this stuff uh, martin scorsese said that there's no real art in filmmaking anymore and he talks about the the trend towards these movies being um you know like amusement park rides and so much of what we are allowing our kids to consume right now is of that same vein of the flashing pictures, the you know craziness, all that sort of stuff. And we're ruining our brains. We're ruining our brains on screens, but we're ruining our kids' brains because their brains aren't even you know fully yeah, developed yeah. yet. And and the 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 piece of advice for parents is this: do not think that you must constantly amuse your children. Amen. And we and we got we've got into that as point. parents and even Christian parents that kids need to be entertained and amused. Yeah. And I, I, Michelle and I, from very early, we um, we came up with what our philosophy was with our kids, and it's to equip them for life. Amen. And it's not to amuse. Praise them. God, brother. And so you have to think about it in those terms. We're we in a spiritual to, war, not a playground, yeah. man. Um, and and if you go and and a lot of churches are are guilty and by the way credit to you um, uh, Chad who um, you know my my girls attend your um, you know youth group, uh, youth group and young you know adult young now, adults yeah. <laughs> young adults group um, but I've noticed that you guys uh, don't do the silly thing okay and by that I mean um, you know my girls gratefully are not silly girls. And and they uh, they have a desire for sophistication and they have a desire to be adults. They they have been God. moving for that for a long time, right? But even in our churches, we have been amusing kids in youth groups. One thing that that Such you guys have done point, beautifully bro. as a church is our kids were in worship, um, you know, with us, right? Yeah. It's gonna make me emotional because we're getting to the end. We're getting yeah. to the end of this era with my daughters. But you get the but granddaughters man, coming up though, bro. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Take heart. But man, I remember uh, our girls and it was so special dancing in the front row during worship every Sunday when they were you know two and three and all that stuff. And now, of course, my my oldest now leading two. worship at times. Yeah, 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 leading worship now. Um, you know, but uh, but man, uh, that was so special, and yeah. and the church did that well. Um, that happened here at Godspeak because of the forced lockdowns for a while, which was very beautiful. And still, there's a lot of kids in the service as a result. Um, so we don't do quite the separation, you know, that some churches do. But we are not here to amuse our children. And amusing children is is a detriment to their souls, I believe. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's pretty awesome because I've gotten to do worship, actually, with your daughters, <laughs> and it's been so amazing because they're trained, you know, violinists, and I'm an untrained guitarist, you know. Yeah. But it, it is really incredible, and the the amusing thing, you know, my wife Holly, who 
praise the Lord, did get to babysit your daughter. Oh yeah, you know, well, they, as they, well. they, uh, they go out with uh, with her for coffee all the yeah, time, still. and they, and they, they yeah. really pursue that relationship with her. She, she's she loves it, man. Very important to them. Yeah, and and it's one of those things, you know, because having children and stuff, and you want to see them. Same reason my son is now being taught piano by your daughter, and. Yeah. It's one of those things. It was like, no, we want you guys to understand these beauties and art that God has given us, especially music, to glorify God with music. I mean, it is such an awesome, awesome thing. And when I mean awesome, I mean, it really is amazing to be able to stand in awe of God through that and not through, as you mentioned, all of this. It's like everything is McDonald's, right? Yeah. Amusement park or McDonald's It's all, it's foods, all candy. Microwave. It's yeah. all junk. And the same thing happens a lot of time, like you said, whether it's the movies or the music, right? It's really hard for people to sing songs that don't just repetitiously repetitiously say the exact same thing 50 times yeah. in a row, rather than getting deep theology and teaching one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs Amen. and admonishing one another. So these things are, are really important ideas, and they all come from the idea that, first of all, we're made imago Dei, we're made in God's image, and we should be desiring to know him in the way and worship him in the way he wants to be worshiped and not be taking the worship that's due his name and switching it over to Robert Downey Jr. or Ezra Miller and guys practicing chaos magic or something. Yeah, I think Chad's ways. leading me into something here <laughs> because this is interesting, Bryce, that you brought up uh, L. Ron Hubbard, mm -hmm. Jack Parsons, who's a co-founder of JPL, Jet yeah. Propulsion Laboratory for NASA. Oh, and by the way, they all hung out with Walt Disney too. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> by the way, Walt Disney... Not to give up too much of our next video. I mean, throughout Disney World and so forth, you have Yensid is the sorcerer. And if you look at him, he looks a lot like Disney. Well, guess what? Disney backwards is Yensid. And Disney was not a, just a part of Demolay, which was run by Masons. Uh, some will say he was a 30 degree Mason. I've been able to prove that, but you don't need to because he became a member of the ancient mystic order of the Rosy Cross, AMORC. -A Their whole existence was about making the occult popular. He yeah. joined the AMRC, and what's interesting about Disney with AMRC is not only was he making the occult popular, the first, by the way, charter of the AMRC used the charter of Aleister Crowley. They brought his laban or his symbol over mm -hmm. with the eye and the triangle and everything else over to them. So he belonged to that, uh, and so a lot of people are saying, well, we got to get back to the, the roots where there, things were wholesome in the, with these. And what they're not realizing is there's been a spiritual movement pushing the envelope for years. Oh, let me give you an example of that. Okay, so you know a lot of the uh, Disney early Disney works were grim. Grimm's fairy tales, yeah, which were all meant to teach a lesson, right? Like the Little Mermaid, because she defied, uh, you know, her father and yeah. all the little things. She she was cursed to be sea foam at the end of it, yeah, right. Yeah, they they made happy endings happen of all of these Grimm's that were Grimm's fairy tales. There were supposed yeah. to be lessons. That's a huge point, and, and and they did that on everything, and so it all Pinocchio he happy. ends up. Thrash in the end because of his lying, well, not just yeah, with long nose. Well, you know what's interesting is, is Pinocchio is actually one of the better ones yeah. because it does show that Some, the, the island, yeah. the, the debauchery, things like that. Like Disney, that one was very dark though too because they stuck a little bit closer to to some of the origins of the fairy tale. Yeah, the tale was way worse though. But yeah, you're right. But 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 if you think of it, okay, what they did was they they took away the the consequences of the bad behavior mm -hmm. that was taught in those grim fairy tales. Right? I'm gonna have to interview you for my Disney video on this section. That'd be good. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, and then what they've done in further years, okay, because there was a trend, you know, what, 10 years ago, and they're still doing it where they would, they, they now took the bad guys yeah. in these, in these, you know, like Ma Maleficent, Maleficent, you know, whatever Maleficent, her name, yeah. Mal Mal Maleficent. yeah. 
Malfeasance, yeah. Whatever, whatever Feasance, her name is. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Bad Witch. Um, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. There you go. <laughs> the Bad Witch, but I repeat myself. Um, they, uh, they took her character and then they make these origin stories and they make them to be like, oh, if you just understood really who they were. And, and, and Cruella DeVille too. Cruella DeVille. They had a trend of that at the Disney level. So they took, they took away the consequences. They neutered the, the lessons and the stories. They then t- take the bad guys. They make them the heroes. And then the next iteration uh, is of what we're talking about is going straight to the occult stuff yeah. and, and, and trying to get it. And you could take that. even way back in the 60s with uh, Mary Poppins. She seems so nice, yeah. but she doesn't have a broomstick. She has a... I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, I'm going to pause this right now because if you're up. listening on the radio and you want to hear the rest of this because we're going to go long, uh, you need to subscribe to our Rumble channel. You need to subscribe on the podcast uh, app, wherever you're consuming this. But if you're on the radio right now, you're going to miss because we're going to keep going. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, in the research I've been doing on this, it's like, wow. Because, you know, was, was Mary Poppins a witch or not? You know, people talk about that. But what's very interesting, I started looking at Pamela Travers, who wrote like eight books on Mary Poppins. And I thought it was really interesting that Disney spent almost 20 years trying to recruit her to allow her to sell the rights to her books to, to make a movie. And he did. And I started, I need to look at Pamela a little more because... Mary Poppins is interesting. She comes on the scene. She's a magical lady. She's not riding a witch, but a broomstick. That would be a lot more acceptable. And these, this was the pushing the, you know, I mean, go back, back further with Fantasia, mm-hmm. where, where, where Yensid, you know, yeah. Mickey takes over and the demons, you know, wreak havoc. So Yensid's the one that controls them and he gets power over them and so forth. But now you're fast forwarding the Mary Poppins. And when I looked at Travers, like, wow, she's knocking on the door of uh, William Butler uh, Yates and he is a poet from Ireland. She claimed to be Irish for 60 years from Ireland. She was from Australia. She's a, she's a liar. But, uh, and Yates was it, involved in the Golden Dawn, the same satanic occult organization that Crowley belonged to. In fact, they, pla- they did black magic against each other, you know? And that's a whole story where Crowley eventually was booted out of their magical fraternity. But she comes with roses to him and they spend a lot of time, she talks in her memoirs a lot about their, their relationship. But it's interesting when she would, she, she was asked about how she wrote it. She says she didn't write it over and over again. She wanted, she wanted to put her name on it because she felt it was written by, she said, I was a vessel. It was written through me. And she said, Mary Poppins was an entity that appeared to her and gave her the, gave her the writings. So we're seeing this spiritual world over and 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 over again. That theme you talk about a lot, like in They Sold Their Souls, you talk about even with modern musicians, that, that is repeated over and over again. I, 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 this channeled through me, Uh, you know, this song channeled all of those things. She says all the characters, most of the characters strolled through her consciousness and she basically took dictation from a voice that she was narrating when she wrote a lot of the Harry Potter yeah, One of our most Doctors seen of videos Demons. in terms of uh, on our YouTube channel is our video on Beyonce, Sasha, the Super Bowl, and Satan. And not only, as Joe had mentioned, do you see Jay-Z, the husband of Beyonce, wearing a sweater with do with thou wilt across his chest. Yeah. But you Crowley. also, yeah. and he talks about he gets possessed by the spirits, but then yeah. later you see Beyonce talking about when Sasha Fierce comes into her. And it's not like, oh, you know, I just, you know, there's this energy. She said she could physically feel, and you see her say it. It's her own words. It's not just our opinion. You, she says you, she could physically feel Sasha Fierce come inside of her because she couldn't dance and do all the provocative things. She said things. she couldn't sing like that. Or sing like and that. And when she's at BT Awards, she put up her hands and she says that's when Sasha Fierce, she first felt enter her body. 
come and she could sing like she she said, "Come into me." And I could never sing like that before. Well, she gets married to Jay Z. He wears "Do What Thou Wilt." He does a song called "Lucifer Son of the Morning," which has Lucifer sinning without a with a with a good cause. You know, righteous cause for sinning. Yeah, this is the culture that we're in. And Jay Z, by the way, is the most successful rapper of all time. And he's again in the crowding and so forth. You know, bringing it up to speed as to what's going on right now as we talk. There is a, a, Ezra Miller was, his name was mentioned earlier in this, in this show. The first part of it is Ezra Miller is an actor that plays the Flash in like the big Superman, Batman movies and stuff. He's a DC character. Uh, he plays the Flash. Ezra Miller plays that character. What's really interesting, the number two, one guy in comic writing, according to Comic Book Review, which votes every four years as to the top writers, and they have the list of the top 100 by fanzine votes in, of all time. And the number one writer is Alan Moore, which we won't take a long time to get into other than to say that he says he practices magic for Lester Crowley. He contacted a, a d- demon of cinema, wears a glycos, glycon uh, Gnostic ring, practices magic in his own lair. And he says he's a Joseph Goebbels, a propaganda minister of Nazi Germany. He's a Joseph Goebbels of art. And he uses, he pushes pedophilia and so yeah, forth like that. V for Vendetta, The Watchmen. The Watchmen, both popular yeah. movies made from his works, right? And then number two guy is Grant Morrison. Number three is... Uh, Grant Morrison's Batman and uh, Batman and yeah, he's done some X Men. He's done a lot of the comics. He's voted number two. Guess what? Just like Alan Moore, he's a a practice of magic of Satan and Lester Crowley. We show a clip. Now we got two videos out. We're getting ready to do one on the writers, which should be done before Christmas. Uh, Look at the top. We look at the top ten writers, but we show a, a clip of Grant Morrison with a bunch of kids treating him like a rock star when he comes in because they all want to be like him, and and he's saying, "Hey, you guys." Puts a big picture of Satan and Celeste Crowley in back of him. He goes, with 66600. These are the top comic writers, man. He goes, you guys, you know, he goes, you guys need to practice the magic of Lester Crowley. How do you think I got where I'm at, you know? So these guys are promoting a Satanist, and Crowley's magic is all about contacting demons to have prosperity in the world system that we live in. I mention this because Grant Morrison, number two, writes a article, popular article uh, with people that are in magic and so forth called Pop Magic. And in that article, he writes about how you can contact entities like, because they talk about, a lot of these writers talk about how the demons that people worshiped in the past or the gods they say that worshiped in the past, these, a lot of these heroes, these comics are just reincarnations or re-representations of them that the kids are looking at now. They admit that over and over again. They're the new gods as uh, Kirby had mentioned. So what we see here is he says, and this is what's crazy. If you want to contact the spirit of Hermes through magic, he says, use sigil magic. And this is sigils came out of chaos magic, which was developed by a guy named Spear and a guy by, by Lester Crowley. Even the popular, you know, encyclopedia online that all the kids look at, Wikipedia, if you look up chaos magic, which is practiced by the Scarlet Witch in WandaVision, which is mm-hmm. real popular with the kids right now, TV show and so forth. And in Doctor Strange, the last movie, Wanda Witch is in that movie with Doctor Strange, one of the main characters. They practice chaos magic, which comes from Crowley's teaching. Part of chaos magic is sigil magic, where people would make a symbol based on what they want to get from the spirit world and from magic, and then concentrate on the symbol, and things will start to manifest. Well, what's crazy, he says, if you want to invoke the spirit of, and he talks about, hey, when you invoke these demons, you know, they come with a lot of intense, dark energy, so you got to be careful what you contact, you know. And But he says, you want, you want to contact Hermes? You get pictures of Flash from the comic up. And you start, and, and they become part of your worship, you know, part of your, your adoration. And you take a line of speed, maybe dope. You, you play Ray of Light because by Madonna. You start saturating your life with this, and you, you invoke the spirit. What's well, the crazy thing? Right now, Ezra Miller, who it, $200 million put in the new Flash movie that's supposed to come out next June, 
uh, Warner Brothers might have to scrap it because guess what? He's gone off the rails. Now, just recently, he's trying to pull his act together because they learned that his movie might be scrapped and they've already, he's already played some of the parts, right? Or done some of his acting. Is he has this sex cult whereby there's gals as long as 12 years old that he's been grooming, you know, and their parents have got like, you know, uh, police involved where they can't, he can't come close to their daughters. They're older now, some of them. Some are far from him. One of the gals is still with him uh, and so forth. But he has an altar. He plays Flash. And those, the insiders in a Vanity Fear interview, they said the insiders that were there, they say he has an altar with flash figurines there, you know? And people have to give offerings to this. So these people are involved in what chaos the Bible magic. says, the book of chaos, and he practices chaos magic. Yeah. yeah, and it says, he says he's both Satan and he's Christ, you know? Sounds like Charles Manson, right? Yeah. And he practices chaos magic, Crowley's magic. This is all currently going on right now as we talk, but gets crazier. Well, man, what happened to guys like, you know, Robert Downey Jr.? At least he's a nice guy. He's like, well, wait a minute. Robert Downey Jr., and we show this in our first one, Anti-Hollywood, or I'm sorry, Marvel and DC's War on God, Antichrist Agenda. We have a reenactment where we show from Entertainment Weekly interview with him not long after the very first movie came out where he played Iron Man, and also with an interview with Rolling Stone. He said to get the part, he said he practiced, this is Robert Downey Jr., and he was considered kind of one of the loser actors back before this all happened. Yeah, yeah. In and out of jail. Controversies. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. canned by after just one year by Saturday Night Live. All of a sudden, he becomes the biggest actor in the world. He said, you know how I got the part? He said, I practiced the lines each three different ways when I, they'd want me to deliver them. But I, he said, I practiced the most intense. And I'm putting the two interviews together now. He goes, I practiced the most intense magical ritual I've ever practiced in my life. Who thought he'd be practicing magic? He said, I used a sunstone wand. I put pictures of Iron Man up. And he basically says the rest is history. And then he says, if Aleister Crowley had a little brother, I was the blank, you know? Uh, so Bryce, wow, this is going on. It, this is what the Bible says. There is, as you started the show off, a spiritual war yeah. that we need to be aware of. And I love what you said. It's faith affirming. It, it shows you the Bible is the word of God. We have so many evidences, but that's Amen. one really cool evidence Amen. as well. I, I, I tell you, I get, I, I get more... Um, interested in, in wanting to press deeply into my faith, the more evil I see. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, and I, and I, and I know some people, you know, maybe that's the more good they see, you know, but, but I, but I see so much evil and I know that we have, you know, God on the other side of that. Yeah. Amen. And, and pressing I, and your I faith is that. turning to him who is good yeah. in the midst of this yeah. darkness. Um, the other thing though, that it, uh, about the connectedness of this all uh, over lunch, we, we touched on this, but I want to hit this because trending even in some Christian circles is the desire to try DMT or ayahuasca oh, or yeah. some of that stuff. It's because it's become popular. It's become like, hey, you know, you're going to go and get this, you know, spiritual revelations. Well, you're going to get spirits. Yeah. Uh, that, that's for that's sure. Right. Um, but, the you know, it, do not be tempted into opening yourself up to, to that stuff. And and there are there are believers I know that are interested, you know, in it and have it like, oh, maybe I should go and try that. Well, yeah, a quick word yeah. of caution to add on yeah. to what you just said there that's a huge concern is when I opened myself in the demonic world, I had taken LSD a few times. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Bible, I didn't know the Bible. I was in a follower of Christ and so forth. I began reading the scripture and the Lord comes down on sorcery with a particular Greek word five different times in the New Testament uh, under the word pharmakeia, pharmakus, pharmakon. And that's the word we get pharmacy from, pharmaceutical mm -hmm. from. And the English translators don't know quite how to translate that, Bryce, because it's like, do you translate it sorcery, magic arts, witchcraft, which the translators do that often when you read different translations. But others have translated dopings, dope peddling, 
you know, druggings, you know, I've seen, because they're trying to find how do we translate this word? Because we don't have an English word that, uh, that co- combines the idea of using drugs to open yourself up to the demonic world. And that's what that word has to do with. In fact, the Hebrew word for witchcraft in the Old Testament in the Greek Septuagint, which, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, often uses uh, pharmakeia. And the original Hebrew word means to cut. And, then, and translators are like, hmm. And, you know, commentators will point out that that word in scholars, the word to cut, had to do with witches cutting drugs for a bruise to open this world up to the spirit world. Hence the word pharmakeia in the New Testament. So I open myself up to the spirit world, I believe, just through my rebellion against God, but the drugs didn't help. It's interesting. I mentioned that humming experience and paralysis that I would go through when I was sharing my testimony with you before. I'd go in a state of paralysis. I couldn't move. There'd be humming sound. Started receiving music before I was a Christian, channeling all these lyrics. Well, on DMT, one of the staple experiences is a paralysis experience with a humming sound. It's just the demonic world. Knock, yeah. knock, knock. You know? and, and how this relates to our, our discussion of this spiritual warfare and how all of these things are manifested and connected is what yeah. you said is the common thread that everybody says about that experience is right. this idea that we are all one. And, That's and right. It's, it's interesting because you're saying that too. And there's been a couple of different big time stars that come out. And that's from, you know, Megan Fox said her and Machine Gun Kelly went out to Costa Rica, did this trip. She, she said that when she went on this ayahuasca trip, that she felt like she was in hell for eternity. Yeah. Right. Mm. And then next thing you know, they come back and now she's talking about the blood, like literally these blood sex magic rituals that they're doing together. Then you just have Joe Rogan's a huge proponent. Crowley, by the way, promoted sex magic as well. All goes back to him. And then you had, you know, Joe Rogan's huge proponent of DMT and, and all this. And then guess what? Here's Aaron Rodgers now talking about using ayahuasca. So we're talking about media, music, yeah. and that's sports. And that's why I'm bringing it up for believers because I know that there's people who are, are, are thinking, oh, okay, because it's coming up as, as something that's attractive in the world, an experience you got to do once. No, you know, so, kind of thing. it's so good and, that uh, you're bringing that up yeah. and, because yeah. guess what? We're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says, I fear less by as a serpent beguiled Eve that your minds would be corrupted from your simple devotion to Christ and that you receive a different spirit. So it's interesting. He's warning the church as Eve was deceived. How was Eve deceived? Eve was taught to initiate herself into gnosis, secret knowledge, by disobeying God and opening herself up by partaking of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So by doing this, she opens herself up to the spiritual world. She's taught these lies. You shall not die. Reincarnation, which is a big part of this movement. Uh, you shall you shall be as God, which is what they teach. You realize you're you become enlightened, you realize your divinity on ayahuasca, you realize we're all one, we're all God, these same lies, and that you can do what your own thing, and then to reject God's word, hath God said. All these original foundational lies are lies today. When I, when we look at this, Aleister Crowley, the Satanist, when he wrote the book, Book of Lies, said he channeled it from Satan, Iwas. Part of the, what Satan says through him, or this demonic entity, which is used by part of Satan's kingdom, to worship me, he says, I'm the snake that gives delight. To worship me, take drugs and drink alcohol and take strange drugs. So this, and by the way, four out of the five times the word pharmacia is used in the New Testament, it's used in the book of Revelation, indicative that this would become popular in the end times. And one of the times it's used, it's used, they, they refuse to repent of their yeah. porneto, sexual sin. Yeah. They refuse to repent of their pharmacia, their, their, their sorcery, their murders, their thefts. There's, you know, the sexual immorality because then all that goes together in Hollywood and the music industry, those are the sacraments that they partake of. And you know what's interesting is you brought up the book, book Revelation. It also says that in chapter 18 that they are, the entire world was deceived by the, by, great, by the merchants. By the merchants and their pharmacia. And Drug what's traffickers. interesting too is that when we look at the book of Revelation and we actually see the seven churches, 
The one at the tippy top of that horseshoe in the book of Revelation is Thyatira. And Thyatira is the only non-major city church mentioned. And it's actually a military garrison. And it was actually used, specifically Thyatira was supposed to defend from the big churches, churches, so to speak, but the big cities, so that, guess what? Nobody can come in and infiltrate. But what was Thyatira's sin that Jesus comes and rebukes? They were, they were allowing Jezebel in there, and she was leading the servants astray. So when you have people coming in and giving this form of godliness, denying the power of God, and then you also have people coming in and saying, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a little weed, or it's just a little DMT. It's just a little this. Then you have the servants being led astray, and you got Aaron Rodgers saying that he felt the mother vine speaking to him, and that all these fingers came all over his body, and it showed him what true love was. True love is found in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. If you're finding it from some mother vine, that's a spirit, as Joe mentioned, is some other spirit yeah. that is not the one from God. Yeah, well, when you look at ayahuasca and you look at one of the commonalities between their experiences, it's demon possession, yeah. possessed by spirits, and the serpent or the dragon. Everybody sees this dragon. Yeah, guess what? Satan is called the, old, the serpent of old, yeah. the dragon, the devil and Satan, Revelation 12, 9. And just in one verse, it gives all those, those titles for him and says he deceives the whole world. So drugs are a, an open door. Parents, I mean, dads listen to this to have kids. We we know it's a, it's a fight, but you have to... Men, you know, we mm-hmm. men need to. Oh, they say put their men need to put their you know pants on. I say men need to take their dresses off. Yeah, man, because a lot of that's what I <laughs> yeah, say. Men need to, to take to their say, skirts off. Put your pants on now. So, yeah, yeah. It's a they need to take their dresses off, man. And the Bible says that like, in last days, God's going to use God's going to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children, and hearts of the children back Amen. to the fathers. But the first step is the hearts of the fathers. Yeah. Back to the children. Yeah. That's the, we need to make the move as parents and love our kids and spend time with them and make them aware of what's going on. Christians, not just me as a pastor, Christians are commanded in the Ephesians chapter five, verse 11. This is a command for all of us, Bryce, Amen. those in the audience as well, has says, have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So it's like, well, why do you do this? Because you know what? The church has a spiritual cancer and a doctor will show an MRI because he needs people to know what they're dealing with so they'll deal with it. We need to show the church an MRI. Guess what? We are waist deep. We're getting deeper and deeper into this wickedness and our kids, we're losing them. They're being brainwashed and indoctrinated by the spiritual realm that we're wrestling against. But Paul talked about not being ignorant of Satan's devices. The Bible says, my people, God says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. God came down on the spiritual leaders because they didn't make a distinction. It says between that which is holy and that which is profane. As Christians, we need to say, hey, this is right, this is wrong. Like, like what you said at the beginning, we need to be, be a clarion call. We, cl- we have clarity about what's right and wrong. And that's what's lacking in the church today. And, and it, it's, we saw it from the beginning of the show when you, we talked about our brother who, what we haven't speaking at our church this Sunday because, and he's, he's lamenting that Christian pastors aren't standing up against abortion. How can you call yourself a Christian pastor and not speak up for the most innocent people in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Being butchered. Yeah, amen. No, we we have to we have to be bold. Men have to to stand up. You know, my my joke has been I'm I'm putting on this show. I'm putting the man back in mankind. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, but we uh, fathers uh, and men have abdicated their responsibilities in our culture. Absolutely, we we have almost no uh, thing in our culture that we have moral clarity on anymore. You know, yeah. there's no commonality between us and the left. You know, because you would you'd take I mean one of the most egregious things um, ever is pedophilia and they are pressing up against that right yeah. now and they're trying to make like it a sexual preference that, that was going to come after the gay yeah. marriage oh, thing dude. i feel like we've been oh, warning that the years. slippery slope people need <laughs> crazy, need right? a toast <laughs> no yeah. cheers to the slippery slope people because they've been right yeah um, you know mtv yeah. did an article we had done the harry potter thing and we'd expo- we said hey witchcraft could become more popular through this mm. and guess what mtv said 
Well, guess what? Wicca is on the rise. And those evangelical pastors or fundamentalist pastors or whatever they want to call us uh, who are warning that this will cause witchcraft to rise. It looks like yeah. they were right. That's MTV, a liberal it's station. Gotten that. It's gotten worse since then. We just talked about this the other day. Right now, there are more registered Wiccans than there are those in the Presbyterian Church of the USA. Right now, there are more registered Not than pastors, than, than members. Than actual members. Wait, yeah. there's more members in Wicca Wiccan, yeah. than there are in the Presbyterian, in the Presbyterian Church, Church USA. Wow. Let's connect some more dots. Gerald Gardner. You, t- you type in Wicca, who's founded Gerald, who founded Wicca? Mm-hmm. They use Crowley's Wiccan Read. Well, they use Crowley's statement, do what thou wilt should be the whole law, but they tamper it down, a, a kinder and gentler type of, of, of Satanism, and it's uh, uh, do what thou wilt, but harm ye none, you know? Right. And guess what? Gerald Gardner was a member of Crowley's Ordo Templi Orientis and talked to Crowley before he started Wicca. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm it's, no longer you can't shocked. make this stuff up. <laughs> I know, you can't make it up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in... The, since we're talking about, you know, comics and Crowley and the connections with the popular culture and music and everything else is in the new Doctor Strange movie, which, by the way, it's the second most popular movie, a com- uh, Marvel movie during the COVID, so-called COVID era, second only to Spider-Man for the last three years. And he's become such a, a, a fan favorite. Well, WandaVision, Wanda, she's a Scarlet Witch, which, by the way, Crowley had the Scarlet Witch, called her the Scarlet Woman, the Horror of Babylon. You have the Scarlet Witch. She has... She had, well, Crowley was practicing what's called sex magic. And in the book of the law, he talks about practicing sex magic. I mean, he had, they'd have sex with animals like goats and uh, it just got very perverse. But what Crowley did was he taught that through sex magic, you'd be invoking spirits during sex magic and you'd get success, but they're trying to birth, he said, one that would come forth as a ruler of the world. He was trying to bring forth the Antichrist. He hoped to be the Antichrist, but he was doing these rituals. Well, L. Ron Hubbard, and Jack Parsons were doing sex magic, and they got in t- touch and brought in a woman who became the whore of Babylon, and they were trying to bring a, uh, a sexual child that would be the Antichrist. In fact, people can go online, they could type in Jack Parsons, co-founder of JPL, the book of the Antichrist. It's online, they could read it. This guy was just nuts, yeah. but he was serving the, the wrong side. Yeah, so- the stuff isn't hidden. No, it's no, not. It's, it's not hidden. That's, no. that's what's uh, amazing about all this stuff is, you know, they, they, I'm sure, like, and I know, especially early in the days, you know, uh, I, I'm sure you got all kinds of criticism, all kinds of, you know, who is this, you know, crazy pastor out there, you know, doing all this stuff. Um, <laughs> now I get letters like and emails. You're right, bro. Wow, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's right in front of yeah. us. You just look at it. I'll say one last thing on that was, is Jack Parsons, uh, Owen Hubbard, they're trying to bring forth a, a beast child, an antichrist, who, you know, this, this Babylon working thing, so-called, and he would rule the many and the known and so forth. Oh, L. Ron Hubbard, he took off with a lot of the money of Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons was, a, he's rocket fuel, and he was one of the geniuses, but he's probably inspired about, inspired from the same demonic side, right? What's interesting about this is L. Ron Hubbard Jr. wrote a book called L. Ron Hubbard, before he died, called L. Ron Hubbard, Messiah or Madman, and he has a chapter called L. Ron Hubbard and the Beast, and we actually play clips of him talking about how his dad was a Satanist. He goes, that's what my house was all about. We we're all about Satanism in my home. He goes, I watched my dad commit a number of abortions on my mom. I walked in, or no, he, I'm sorry. He said he committed like four or five abortions on my mom. I walked in on one of them and I was yelled at to go back to my room. And he was describing that graphically what he was doing. And uh, these were botched trying to bring forth, you know, this, 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 this magical child. And he committed abortions on his mom in front of him. What's interesting, when you look at WandaVision in the comics, in Marvel Comics, she's 
she's a scarlet witch. That's who would be used to bring forth these magical children. In Marvel, uh, in the movie, she has two kids. In the comics, she has two boys. By the way, in, in the comics, you know, her, and, and also in the movie, her mom, her, she has two mothers. She's, they're lesbians, and that's the Scarlet Witch's moms. Uh, and she has sex with Mephisto, Mephisto, which is, for all intents and purposes, the, the devil, devil in Marvel, right? She has relations with him and drains power from him, and she births a couple children. Those children are, like, reincarnated, and one of them's name is Wicca, okay? And she practices chaos magic, Crowley's magic. So what we're saying is the stuff that's being shoved down the kids' throats today is right out of Satanism, is right out of the occult, is right out of, and we, we connect a lot of the dots. We show yeah. the visuals and everything. So I would encourage people, if they're like, man, I want my kids to be aware of what's going on here so I don't just sound like a lunatic, go and check out or go to goodfight.org and check out, uh, you can even, for three ninety nine. it's nothing. Yeah. If you can't afford it, write into us, man. We'll send yeah, we'll you the, send it, yeah. we, we'll send it for free because we want people to know yeah, the good. truth. This is a per- perfect timing because we're you know going to have to wind this down because we go forever. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so repeat that. Where where do people follow you guys? Well, and, you can and, follow and, us yeah. uh, in terms of Good Fight Ministry. You can go to our YouTube channel, Good Fight Ministries. That's our YouTube channel. We're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. But to find a lot of our stuff, goodfight.org has all of our, our material. But when it comes to this project that we're working on, the seven-part series, it's marveldcexposed.com. That's Marvel DC, no space or anything, marveldcexposed.com. So that's where you can check it out. Awesome. We really could be going like for another oh, four yeah. hours on all this and stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we appreciate save, we'll you save it. Us, we'll save it for, for, uh, <laughs> for the next time. Um, yeah, this was awesome. This is such a great pleasure for me. I love you both so much. We love you too, and, Bryce. Uh, Always have, man. Great brother. So, we love uh, you, man. So happy to, to have you on. Um, would you close this in prayer, please? Oh, yes. Father God, we come before you and we just thank you for the gift of life. And Father, I guess that's why we get so passionate about these subjects, because we see that your son is the prince of life, Father. Uh, that uh, the thief, Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, Father. So we pray, Father, in your Son's name, that everybody that's been listening to these shows would know, Father, that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, that if you are for us, your word says, who could be against us, Father, and that we're more than conquerors through Christ who loved us, Father, and that we'd put on the full armor of God, Father, that we'd recognize that we are soldiers, Father, that we are called to fight the good fight, to lay hold on eternal life, Father, that we have power and authority over the demonic realm, that we'd walk in the truth, that we'd proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would recognize, Father, that yes, your word said, your word says, your son said that most people would go down this broad road that leads to destruction, but your son said that, few would enter the narrow gate and straight is the way that leads to life and that he is the way, the truth, and life. He is the gate. He is the door, Father. We pray anybody that's listening that doesn't know Jesus, we realize, wow, realize any of you're right, Father, because as Chad said earlier, quoting that verse that Jesus said uh, in Matthew 12, 30, he that's not with me is against me. Father, we pray that if anybody doesn't know Jesus that's listening, that they'd be with him, that they'd start off by signing up for your army, Lord, by becoming a child of God, by recognizing that Jesus died to pay for all the sins they've committed against you, that he was buried, that he rose again, that he conquered Satan, that he conquered death, that he conquered the grave, that he conquered hell, and that they could be right with him through simply recognizing that he paid the price that they would have to pay for eternity, but because he's the God-man of infinite value, he could pay for everybody's sins all at once, with his death, burial, and resurrection because he is God in the flesh. And we thank you for that. We pray, Father, that you turn people to your son right now. We pray for Christians, Christian parents, men and women, that they would just take a stand for Jesus in their homes and they would do it in love. They do it prayerfully. They do it patiently, Father. They do it with kindness, but that nevertheless, they would do it, Father. They would stand for Jesus. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. 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 
Well, to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. We love you, bro. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.